0: again
1: welcome back to the spirit of south park podcast i'm your host drew joined as always by my co-host matt how you doing today matt i'm doing well glad to finally be back oh man it has been a crazy last couple weeks for us um as you may have noticed, we didn't record a show last week, and we're a little bit later this week getting one out. Uh, but we've had a lot going on. Tell us a little bit about what's been going on with you, Matt.
2: Yeah. So the kind of the week that we had missed um, just had a lot of stuff going on with work that that kept me at the office pretty late a few nights, and we just never got around to it. Uh, that was then followed by my bachelor party over that weekend. And then we had a crazy windstorm come through Illinois that knocked out Drew's internet for, uh, what was it, about three days? Uh, Ended up being just short of 48
1: hours, I believe. But it hit it like the worst time possible. Um, And and, you know, like you said, you were going on your bachelor party uh, over the weekend. I went uh, to visit my parents. I live in Northern Illinois and I I traveled down to Southern Illinois to see them. And uh, that same storm you're talking about, I just happened to be driving back north into this storm as it was going on. Um, Easily not one of the smartest things I've ever done. I should have pulled over sooner than what I did, but I ended (laughs) up driving in like these 70, 80 mile an hour winds for, you know, a good 15, 20 minutes. I saw two semis flipped over while I was driving, and then shortly after saw four more. So, six total semis. Uh, I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful that uh, things weren't worse up where my house is, but it was, it was absolutely wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, then come home to no internet for two days, uh, which is a challenge in itself with kids and in a family. Cause you know, everybody uses the internet. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we've straightened things out a little bit. The other, other portion of that too, is I am a huge soccer fan and, um, I'm solely dragging you into that with me. Um, but quick quickly up. dragging
2: that and in, dragging <laughs> into that
1: um i'm a big big portland timbers fan and if you follow mls at all which i'm assuming none of you do uh they won the mls's back tournament and so every four or five nights here um everything i could possibly do gets paused while i watch the game and uh, uh sweat that out because it's what i do for fun um speaking of portland timbers fans we have another guest with us today uh, this is a mutual friend of the podcast and uh, we're going to introduce our friend Rufio. How's it going, Rufio? Hey there.
0: It's great. And still celebrating that Timbers win and...
1: Oh man, what a, what a just tournament in general. And I mean, we could, we could talk about for, you know, we could talk about that for the whole pod, but I think people would turn we it could off do our own quick. podcast on that. That's right. That would be uh, a whole other story, except my soccer analysis is not nearly as good as my South Park analysis. Um... But uh, Rufio is a mutual friend of Matt and I. We uh, we kind of met through Twitch, uh, back kind of the beginning of the summer. Um, started watching you a lot on Twitch, playing FIFA and uh, Call of Duty, and, and you know, you're you're I I don't know are we middle aged Is that what we call ourselves? We're about the same age, <laughs> boomers. Uh, yes. That's what I call you guys.
0: <laughs> <yes. laughs> yeah. Ouch! Um, Pipe down there, youngin.
1: <laughs> but uh, we have a lot of similarities and I, I think we've gotten along well and kind of gotten to know each other a little bit and so uh, we turned you on to the podcast and, and you've been listening for a little bit and you wanted to join us here and so absolutely so welcome to the Spirit of South Park
0: Well thanks I'm, I'm actually really happy to be here because uh, I, I heard uh, I, I've been hearing so much about Wes every every uh, week or so <laughs> and his play along scores and everything and uh, he got to be on and he rightfully so got to be the first guest and it was uh yeah just i wonder when the, i would get my shot
1: the the big the big take home point here is we have other listeners besides Wes. um so we ha- we <laughs> have at least surprising two. As that
0: may be
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right um last thing i'll say on that is uh our our numbers show that we're up to an average audience of 28 listeners which is absolutely insane and along with that we have uh we had had somebody listen in Zimbabwe, hmm. which I thought was insane. Has to be a bot, um, and I think we had like a spiked number in like Denmark or something too. Really weird, but uh, VPNs. People, yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, uh, let's talk to Rufio a little more here. Let's find out uh, uh, what you think about South Park. Let's just give us a little bit of an explanation about your experience with South Park.
0: Well. Uh my experience with South park is more than Matt and less than drew. it's um, <laughs> not a
1: bad place to be. I, a good way mean, to put I'm, it.
0: I'm pretty much the same age, uh, as, as drew what you're, what we were talking about before the show. You're what? Six, six months older.
1: Yes. Six months older.
0: You boomer. And so, <laughs> um, my, my experience, uh, and where I was in my life is really similar to drew. And so, um, I, when I'm listening to the pod, very often I find myself, um, really being able to relate to uh, Drew's perspective on on each episode, um, especially last last week uh, with Wes and you guys talking about um, just different people that were relevant in pop culture at the specific time when the episodes were aired. And I think Matt was like still in diapers. If, if even um, that at this point, I don't <laughs> even know if I was a
2: thought yet. Matt might've,
1: <laughs> Matt might've been an egg at this point.
0: <laughs> Just waiting his turn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that's good. I, and I figured, you know, being around the same age, there was going to be some similarity there. Um, I'll always be very thankful that I got to grow up during that time and kind of, you know, get to experience South Park as it happened. Um, and at the same time through this podcast, it's almost like uh, getting able or getting to the point where I can do that again. So, um,
0: It's Matt, definitely nostalgic for me.
1: Def- definitely. And that's what I'm realizing as I go through my scores is everything is very nostalgia-based. Um, and that's not a bad thing because Matt has none of that. That would be correct. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, do you have any questions for Rufio? Um,
2: no, I don't think so. Okay.
1: Um, last thing I'll add in here is, just as a, a friend and a listener, how do you feel about the show so far?
0: I think it's, um, I kind of, I don't want to say the same thing uh, that, that Wes said uh, last week, but... It's okay, it really, Wes is smart,
1: he, you can do that.
0: <laughs> he he really kind of hit the nail on the head when he said it's really evolving and... and um, as far as podcasts go, go uh, coming of age uh, really quickly. You guys have really figured out um, how to uh, how to structure the show in, in a way that uh, is really easy to listen to. Um, when I'm listening to the pod, I'm usually in the car, um, and I don't always listen to it as as one um, one whole, um, you know, listening. Uh, like the, the whole hour uh, at a time, a big sure. chunk. Um but uh it's really easy to just kinda jump in and out uh from and, and stop and start just because of how uh it's structured. Um mm-hmm. and I, I like that. Uh, I listen to a lot of talk radio, you know. That's that's what us um, old guys do. Yeah, well. Music is hey. such a big part of my life. I just don't even want to listen to it on the radio when I'm in the when I'm in the car or anything like that. And plus, you know, if I'm not listening to talk radio or the podcast, it's my kids wanting to listen to the Frozen soundtrack again
1: <laughs> for the fifty hundredth time. Right?
0: Yeah, that might be. I don't know. That that'd be a very conservative number. <laughs> Man, that sounds terrible. <laughs> just uh, no, you're, let it go. Your moments will come. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think uh, I've seen I've seen all the cars movies. Probably did you did you just slide times. in or just let I it did. go? I did. You, I am smooth like that. <laughs> um, does does Matt Matt have you seen Frozen? Are you familiar with that at all? Oh yeah! Don't okay. get me
2: started. I mean, I'll start singing for you if you. Really I was going to say there
1: there was a level of high school kids that really got into Frozen, and I think that was about the time you were in high school, so that wouldn't surprise me. Um.
2: I may have been in junior high yet.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> All
2: oh my right, gosh. moving on. Uh, I'm trying to think. It came out and win 2012.
1: Probably close to that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, well, okay. So 2012, I would, I would have been a freshman.
1: Okay, I'll take I'll take that. <laughs> um, anyway, as much as fun as it is to talk about Disney movies, um, let's move on here. Uh, matt did you talk to anybody any listeners that had any comments about anything in the last couple weeks
2: um i don't think so and even if i did i don't know if i'd remember them at this point with how much uh how much stuff we've had come up these past few weeks <laughs> it's it's been a busy
1: two weeks we've had a lot of stuff thrown at us um i know i've talked to a few people but it's just always you know positive comments good stuff coming in um they like what we're doing a lot of a lot of what rufio just said there, kind of kind of backed up, and, and that makes us feel good about where we're at here. So, um,
2: Yeah, I think the, I mean, <clears throat> um, the only thing I can think of is is I have gotten a few compliments on the uh, the South Park drops. Um, and yeah. some props to our editor for that. Uh, our Matt, editor's been doing really good that. with
1: that. Mm-hmm.
2: Cute, thanks. Definitely. Um, I know my, my
1: wife, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the last show or not, because I don't think it happened yet, but my wife has started listening to the podcast And, uh, she's not usually one that likes to listen to things that I do. Not like I do a lot of things anyway, but I think I embarrass her a lot, which that's what I do as a husband. But, uh, um, she started listening to it and that was one of her first comments was how much she loves the drops and and she thinks that we have a good chemistry, uh, together as a show. And she's not even a big South Park fan at all. Um, like she's watched a little bit that I've made her watch and that's about it. So, um, all good things. Once again, thanks everybody for listening. Um, And if nobody else has anything here, let's tie up our loose ends from episode 1.8. Works for me. All right, so Starvin' Marvin was episode 1.8. We had our guest Wes on, and we discussed everything. Um, Anybody have anything they want to finish up with, Starvin' Marvin? I'm kind of teetering on five stars or one star. I don't think so. Do you have anything you would like to add in? Any thoughts you have on the episode of Starvin' Marvin since you're here?
0: No. no, um, I really... um, my I hadn't remembered the initial um, premiere of Starvin' Marvin. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, going back and, and watching that episode again, I actually listened to the pod before I went back and watched it again and um i have to i in my own mental scoring i think <clears throat> excuse me i think i was really really close to um what west scored something around like a 30 mm-hmm. and um that was uh and, and i think uh, i th- my favorite character in the, in the whole and, and i mean other than the obvious but the my favorite character were characters were definitely the turkeys <laughs> just the use the use of the turkeys just how they were planted in the episode throughout I just, I just thought that was especially at the end just to tie it all up yeah. and how they feed it, everyone like it's just
1: my my favorite thing about that is you know when I was reading about the episode Matt and Trey didn't like the way the turkeys were used it was like they they said they felt they were forced to throw in a subplot and they started to throw that in and they kind of said in the end, all they did was throw that in just so they could have that brave heart scene, mm-hmm. and then that was really their only purpose there. They felt like it was kind of unfinished, but at the same time, I think that's the the humor in it and why they they pulled it off as well as they did. Yeah, there's um, a
0: lot of why, but it still was it was funny to me. Definitely, definitely. Um, our
1: play along scores from Starvin Marvin. We actually finally had two listeners. Um, sweet submit scores for our play along Wes who was on the show with us uh, just remember his score was a 30.6 overall and um, we had I believe it's uh, Parzival came to us from um, on Discord and submitted his review it was a very in-depth breakdown of uh, the episode but he came in with a 37.5 so on our official score sheet where we're keeping track of all the scores, uh, we now have a composite listener score. And in this case, our composite listener score is a 34.05. Um, Matt, what was our score for that episode?
2: So our composite score, and and I find this actually very interesting, was 34.2. Uh, it's
1: amazing how close that is, isn't it?
2: Yeah, very minuscule difference between the listener composite score and our composite score. So I think uh, it sounds like... Uh, a, a large number of us were all in agreement here.
1: Yeah, and I think the interesting thing is too that Wes is a little bit lower and Parzival comes in a little bit higher here. Um and that's I mean they're both kinda close to us. I think I, I tapped out at a, a thirty six on the episode. Yeah thirty seven was the highest, but you were at a thirty two and so yep it kind of balanced out. Um I think the the conclusion I drew from that and I told you earlier is that Wes and Parzival should just start their own podcast and they'll be just like us, right? Exactly. That's, uh, I was thinking the same thing, Drew. <laughs> um, that would be an interesting listen. We'll have to hook you guys up so you can get that planned. Um, but once again, thank you guys for playing along with us. We will take any score we can get submitted uh, to add to that total there, because that's what we want. We want people involved. We want people playing along with us. Um, you can find our rubric on our blog at www.thespiritofsouthpark.com. Uh, That way you know what everything is there for and what it means. Uh, Last thing here with our loose ends, our score change rule. Remember, we get four per season per individual. Uh, Matt's used one so far. I've used two. I'm not going to use one for anything from the last episode. Matt, do you have any score changes you need to use?
2: Not yet. I'm still holding on here. Still holding on. We're going to see what happens uh, over the next uh, couple weeks.
1: I feel like I feel like it's a domino waiting to fall for you. I think once one falls, you're going to use the other two pretty quick.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I've got 3 left and I see myself using all 3 of them at the same time once I finally pull that trigger. <laughs> I believe it. And that might be a thing, you know, where we get to the end of the season and we play
1: revisionist history and go back and uh, and bump a few things there. So, all right. Let's move on to our preview of today's episode. Today's episode is episode 1.9. Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. Um, it aired originally in December, on December 17th of 1997. If you're unfamiliar with Mr. Hanky, this is uh, usually a Christmas-themed episode if he's making an appearance. Uh, so I'll go ahead and read my blog entry here, and it starts. I'll go ahead and say it. Mr. Hanky is a South Park legend. The majority of my Mr. Hanky memories come from the musical episode that comes up in a few seasons. While I know I have seen this episode a few times, I'm struggling to remember many of the specifics of it. Uh, since Mr. Hankey is a creation of Kyle's, I expect, expect this to be a strong episode for Kyle, which at this point he needs a strong episode to establish himself as a character. Um, as I researched the episode, I realized I remember it a little bit better than I originally thought. Uh, the episode has a lot of firsts, most notably the first appearance of my favorite secondary character in the South Park universe, Mr. Mackey. This episode is also one of the most popular episodes of South Park to ever air. In fact, it was the fourth highest rated basic cable episode of 1997 per the Nielsen ratings. Finally, in this episode, we see Matt and Trey flex their musical skills for the first time. We've seen plenty of Chef at this point, but this is different. I'll be interested to see what Matt, the co-host, thinks of this episode as it falls outside of the standard South Park setup. Okay. At this time, if you're going to be playing along with us, uh, go ahead and pause the show. Take some time, uh, watch the episode, and uh, come back and join us for the conclusion. Once again, go ahead and pause, and we'll see you on the other side. All right, gentlemen, we're here. Time for the plot review. Um, Matt, do you want to go
2: ahead and kick us off? Let's get it, baby. So, in this episode, we start off with Mr. Garrison directing a Christmas play for all of the children at South Park Elementary. Um, It kind of, it's kind of going on, and then Kyle's mom uh, stops by, uh, and she gets offended by it uh, because they are Jews, Uh, and that's going to be a strong theme throughout this entire episode. Um, This then develops into her going to the mayor and complaining. Uh, And then before we know it, uh, different beliefs and religions are getting offended by uh, all sorts of various things surrounding uh, Christmas time. While this is going on, uh, Kyle starts telling everyone about Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. And, of course, nobody believes him to begin with and they all think he's crazy. Um, This develops into Kyle ending up in an insane asylum. Uh, And eventually... After this, Mr. Hankey does come to life in front of the whole town and saves the day. Uh, Kyle gets out of the insane asylum, and it all ends happily.
1: All right, Rufio, is there anything you would like to add to that review?
0: I think the the only thing worth mentioning is just uh, how ridiculous um, the whole concept is that Kyle has in v- as uh, as a uh, perceptively perceptively invented this talking magical piece of crap to <laughs> replace Santa Claus in some kind of mystical way and by him really believing in this and then others because of chef eventually believing in this entity as well it comes to fruition I, just the ridiculousness of it and I, I'll get into it later when we get to um, uh, the South Park factor but it just it was so uh, just the concept of it in, in the first place um, yeah. was yeah. It, it really drove Kyle's character in, in this one
1: definitely I think uh, I think the whole thing is a a shot at so many different things, and we'll kind of talk about this in relevance and irreverence. Just the fact that they're replacing so much about Christmas and something that's so important to people with a piece of crap, you know? Um, there, there's definitely some <laughs> symbolism there. But uh, one thing you, you hinted at, Rufio, there you mentioned was that nobody really believed in Mr. Hankey besides Kyle until Chef came into the picture, and Chef's like, oh yeah, Mr. Hankey. I know Mr. Hankey. And everybody's like, what? And that just changed it for everybody which was just it's there's so much to it and and it kind of reminds me of the movie elf have you guys seen elf yeah (laughs) at the end when they're like you know santa's sleigh's not flying and they're having all the issues and they just like oh you just need to sing and believe it's kind of what happened here (laughs) yep buddy the elf what's your favorite color Um, absolutely so I think that's a, a good job on the plot review there. I think we covered all the major bases. Um, what are your overall reactions to this episode,
2: Matt? Um, decently good. Decently good. <laughs> like not not <laughs> oh, not overly exciting. Like oh, a lot of perfect scores, but like it was a, it was a good episode, and I enjoyed it. Okay, uh, Rufio.
0: Uh, for me, it was what you'd expect from a South Park Christmas episode, especially, um, especially for their first one. Um, it seemed ridiculous enough to be South Park and push the boundaries, especially um, in the uh, irreverence category. Uh, it for me, I guess it was. Uh, I kind of sighed with Matt, where it wasn't a bunch of perfect scores, but it just seemed right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For, for their first big Christmas episode, it, it's everything it should have been. You know, like I, I said mm. in the blog there, this was one of the highest episodes of the season, if not the entire season, you know. Number four overall for the entire year of 97, that's all basic cable. That's that's something, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's only on episode nine of the series, so I think that's a big win there um personally this is my highest rated episode of the season so far (laughs)
0: Hmm.
1: yes i i couldn't get enough of it and like i said a lot of my scores are tied to nostalgia and there's so much nostalgia flowing through this episode Hmm. so on that note let's dig into the numbers matt go ahead and get
2: us started for our character scores yep so we will start off with stan here um, so I'm gonna quote Drew here and say, "Stan was Stan." <laughs> you beat me to it. Damn it. <laughs> I knew I would because I knew that's exactly how you were that's, gonna lead off to. That's what he was. And and yeah, he was. Um, At Wes's request. We need to get that put on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can probably make that happen. Um, but overall, uh, like when Stan is Stan to me, um, he doesn't have a whole lot of involvement in the main storyline. Um, but he's still got like that meaningful speech in there. Yep. Um, and he's kind of just this, this level headed kid. Um, so I had Stan at a 1.5 here, right at middle of the road. Okay.
1: I think that's fair. Um, I, I think you hinted at it, but the, the, uh, can't think of the word I'm looking for, but the way I I want to describe Stan here is he was the start the straw that stirred the drink for the episode. Okay, because several points he's leading up to a big conversation or leading up to a key interaction. He's kind of the bridge that gets you from one point to the next. The whole episode starts with him um, playing a role in the Christmas play, getting things started, singing a song or whatever. Um, there's a couple different conversations. Like you said, he's, he gives the big speech at the end, um, which is usually a split duty between him or Kyle. Um, but yeah Stan was Stan and I gave Stan a 1.9 Rufio where did you come in with Stan on this one
0: I guess I just I guess I'm a Stan hater Um, (laughs) you're not you're not a Stan Stan no (laughs) for me for for me it was um, yes Stan was Stan and um, but as you said the he was the straw that stirred the drink when you could just use your pinky or something like a to me, it was, <laughs> it, it it was so Stan was there just because he had to be for me. Um, I, I didn't love anything about Stan actually. Um, but he did serve a purpose and for that he didn't, uh, get a zero. Um, for me, he came in at a 0. 0.7. Point 0.7.
1: Wow. All right, so we can already tell that Rufio is going to be more of a west scorer. He's going to be a little bit more of a hard ass, um, but that's okay because maybe we're a little too nice.
2: Yeah, maybe. And I really um, liked the uh, the twist on the whole uh, stirring thing there. I really appreciated that Rufio.
1: <laughs> I, I've never stirred a drink with my th- pinky. Just for the that's record. not true. Oh come on, you're lying. <laughs> I hold my pinky up while I take You're my a drink, boomer. but that's another story.
0: That's a that's a boomer trait to stir your your, your whiskey with a, with a pinky.
1: <laughs> I'm not that much of a boomer, I guess. <laughs> um, there's so many other places this conversation could go, but let's talk about Kyle
2: instead. Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. So, um, you guys kind of touched on it when we were uh, just going over the review, um, but this was definitely Kyle's episode. Um, Mm -hmm. we finally see him kind of take a, a main role for the first time that I can think of. Um, I mean, he's the one that kind of introduces everyone to Mr. Hankey. Uh, he's the one that, that is trying to get everyone to believe in Mr. Hankey. Uh, he's the guy getting, he's the kid getting made fun of for being a Jew during Christmas time. Um, he has his lonely Jew song. Um, Overall, it's just it was a solid episode for Kyle. He played a major role, and I really loved it. And I gave him a two point eight.
1: I think that's very fair, um, for all the reasons you said there. Uh, Rufio, why don't you jump in here and tell us how you felt about Kyle?
0: I I felt very similar. Um, my score for Kyle is is uh, close to Matt's. Um, my biggest thing with Kyle was. Um, Positive-wise, it was kind of a breakout episode for him. Mm -hmm. um, And where we finally start to see a little bit of depth to his character, um, but in a really um, irreverent way in the way that it all revolved around his religion. Um, Very true. And and the, the religion and then the dichotomy of the religion and his paganism with... Mr. Hanky, um, So, f- I loved how he was written into the story. I love what Matt and Trey did with Kyle's character, and kind of he, I, it, he th- to me, they put the hat on Kyle this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I gave Kyle a 2.5. Okay. Um,
1: so, I, I immediately turned my mind to soccer when you started talking about Breakout episode, and <sighs> Uh, Kyle, Kyle had his Eric Williamson moment here.
0: Um, <laughs> you were gonna bring him up.
1: <laughs> nobody listening's gonna understand that, but if you do, um, hearts for Eric Williamson. Anyway, uh, everything you guys said is true. This was a big Kyle episode. We saw a lot of Kyle. It was his idea that kind of pushed the whole thing. Um, the the Jew on Christmas song is iconic. Like it's a big piece of South Park history. So by the time you factor all those things in that you said um the meaningfulness of the song and where it stands kind of in south park history i went full send and gave kyle a three
2: hmm i think i think that's very fair
1: yeah i was happy to see you were at a 2.8 uh we know rufio is a little bit of a hard ass so 2.5 is like you know (laughs) a weighted 2.8 there so or three so um it's good i i feel good about it i thought about it because i i don't like to give out those perfect scores anymore but uh that's i think it's well earned here
2: yep i would agree with that yeah that's fair all right um cartman cartman as we like to say everybody's favorite little fat boy that's right um and he will forever be my favorite little fat boy even in this episode um, I, just go ahead and tell us you gave him a three. <laughs> my, no, 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 I did not. Um, oh, but uh, my notes just say I love Cartman. Um, so I mean, he he's making fun of Kyle for being a Jew. Uh, he's constantly mocking his mom. Um, the uh, the quote <laughs> the quote about the ultra vibe two thousand uh, literally had me rolling for a solid minute and a half. Yes, um, and then. I think I think there was another very iconic song in this uh, in this episode, and Absolutely. I don't even know like like obviously my South Park experience is nowhere near yours, Drew, but I just sure. have a feeling that this is an iconic song. <laughs> uh, Kyle mom's a bitch, so um, I gave Cartman a two point eight here as well.
1: Okay, um, so if there is a song that's more iconic than. Jew on Christmas, it is absolutely Kyle's mom's a bitch. I knew it. It it might be the most popular song to come out of the series. Rufio, you might be able to uh, back me up or yeah. cancel me out on that. No,
0: I, th- I think I would agree. I would and That was agree. the biggest
1: shock to me with this episode is I didn't realize this is where that song came in. I mean, I've heard it a thousand times. I've sang it a thousand times. Uh, I had a roommate in college named Kyle and <laughs> Unfortunately, I think his mom was pretty chill. Otherwise, I could have used the shit out of that song. But I didn't get to. But because of that, because uh, the the ultra-vibe moment, which do either of you have that as your favorite moment or quote?
0: I do. Okay, so we'll let
1: Rufio talk about that later then. I just want to make sure that our audience uh, that didn't get to watch is able to fully appreciate that moment. But uh, we'll let you... (laughs) Uh, describe that here <laughs> in a little bit. Nothing that but... I
0: say can, can match just watching that 10 <laughs> seconds.
1: <laughs> um, I came in with a full three for Cartman. Wow. Yeah, I went at two, two perfect, perfect scores, scores on this one. I, I felt good about it, too. I won't even think twice. Wow. Um, Rufio, what did you say for Cartman?
0: Cartman was my highest score. Um, I loved Cartman. Um, I didn't give him a perfect score just because I feel like... Um, the way that he was written in this episode was very similar to the previous um but that's not, i don't <laughs> want to also discount cartman as a character and that just being <clears throat> his mo sure um so <sighs> hello i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to be redundant and so i'm just going to tell you the score i gave cartman a 2.8 all right
1: i think I I think you know, especially in our case, Rufio. You talk about the nostalgia of Kyle's mom's a bitch, and it's it's all there. That that alone's got to be worth like half his score.
0: Um, Yeah, that song alone, and just how he pulls it off, and that triggered nostalgia for other uh, occurrences, and so. Um, I I would I'd be lying if I said that wasn't a factor.
1: Definitely. Um, The interesting thing you said there is that he was written similarly in this episode as he was the last episode. And I just glanced up on our score sheet. In the last episode, Matt gave Cartman a 2.9, and I gave him a 2.8. So the scores match that that idea there. So uh, I'll go ahead and say you're right on that. Um, So our next character is Kenny. And Matt, this is usually where you'll summarize Kenny's death, but... Go but ahead and it, summarize Kenny's involvement in this episode.
2: Uh, but it didn't happen. It didn't um, happen. So, I actually, I actually really struggled with this because um, I didn't <laughs> know, I didn't know whether it deserved a higher score or a lower score. Because um, there was nothing else he really did other than. Catch bird poop I, I in have... his mouth when they were
1: uh, <laughs> catching the snowflakes. That's true. I forgot um, about that. I have a very strong opinion here, but I'm going to let you talk first.
2: So, based on that, the the bird poop and... Um, <laughs> what what The way I ended up looking at it was the comedy that was added to the episode... Based on the mere uh, multiple times that you thought Kenny was going to die, um, such as when he's going to unplug all of the lights for the Christmas scene, uh, when he's taking down the the star over the pool of sharks, uh, which, who the hell knows why there was a pool of sharks there? (laughs) It was for the third act, man. It was for the third act. Exactly. (laughs) Um. But for those reasons and just the added comedy of him not dying and the multiple times thinking he was going to die, um, I gave Kenny a 2.6 here. Oh, wow. Hmm. I,
1: I didn't think anybody would be higher than me on my Kenny score, but you are. And everything you said is exactly right. They writ, writ He was written into the episode so well with... All those moments of, oh, yeah, this is going to be where he dies, and then he doesn't. And each one of them is a little more comical, you know, like standing in a puddle of water while unplugging an electrical outlet, and like you said, the pool of sharks. It was so well done, and it gave Kenny something. It gave him a role within the episode without actually saying much, which for his character is perfect, right? Um, Right. so, So like I said, you had a higher score than me, but barely, I gave him a
0: 2.5. Okay. Rufio? Oh, geez. Um, I guess we all feel the same way about Kenny then this this episode. Um, I, I also really enjoyed the way um, the, the anticipation of him dying like you could almost see in the animation how it would be animated if he got electrocuted or how it would be been, <laughs> been animated and drawn in if he if he fell into the pool of sharks or you know um
1: and after eight me, episodes you expect that you know
0: yeah yeah and the, that that is his that's that's what happens that's that's what happens to Kenny yep. but of course we get this Christmas miracle and at the very ah, end of I the like episode <laughs> at the very end of the episode you just hear Kenny... Like, <laughs> <laughs> the muffled um, cheer yeah it, it was like um yeah i i enjoyed yeah you know, as as much as i feel like kenny and stan had the same involvement in this episode and stan just sucked and kenny's was was really good i gave kenny a 2.5 as well Ooh.
1: group think yeah i think i think we kind of we all nailed it there that's uh um pretty good even though in my notes all i put was doesn't die it was the way that he didn't die that was good and you really hit the nail on the head there with the little muffled celebration at the end <laughs> that alone was was like the highlight of the episode for kenny just because you know "woohoo, i made it kind of thing um and, and the best part of that too is right up above it it, it flashes at the end and he's like looking up at it when he does it so um I thought
0: he I thought like one of the letters from the end was gonna f- like fall down and crush him anyway. <laughs> or like a shark was gonna come out of nowhere, or like something was gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> he I, just was, never did.
2: Uh, I was definitely sitting there at the ending at the end of the scene, I'm just like they're
0: they're they're gonna kill
2: him right now, right? Aren't
0: they? They have to. They have to, right?
2: And they just found a way to let him go. They just didn't.
1: Alright. Uh secondary characters. Let's switch it up a little bit here and let's let Rufio take a lead on that.
0: I like it. Oh, boy. (laughs) So um, my secondary character score uh, was pretty high, um, Mm -hmm. and that had to do with the the first time seeing Mr. Mackey. Definitely. And um, especially um, one of my uh, other favorite quotes has to do with one of his conversations. Uh, But it was all the secondary characters, uh, even if you don't count... Mr. Hankey in there all the second char- secondary characters were really a driving force in the story um, you had Chef who without Chef there would have been no turnaround and we wouldn't have everyone believing in Mr. Hankey you had uh, Mr. Garrison um, ch- just being completely fed up with everyone's intolerance of anything <laughs> and then you had uh, Mr. Mackey who just added that I, I can't believe that this was the first time that we saw Mr. Mackey, but it was perfect. And, and being the counselor in this particular, um, uh, Situation, especially when he looks down in the coffee and he sees there's the turd in his coffee. <laughs> yeah, like it was. Um, I I, he, I enjoyed the secondary characters. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was. I I, I thought it was it was well done, and the secondary characters added way more to the story than detracted. I gave sec- my secondary character score of an eight point five.
2: All right, Matt. How about you? Okay. Um I was actually very similar. Um for a lot of the same reasons. Um obviously Mr. Hankey was quite the driving force. I mean, he didn't have he didn't Mr. Hankey was like he played a major role but didn't like he wasn't in the episode a lot if if that makes sense. Um but like it, the idea yeah. of Mr. Hankey drove this episode a lot. Um, And then you obviously have Kyle's mom, who is kind of always involved throughout the episode with um, the different things about Christmas and getting upset with all of this stuff. Um, Officer Bri Brady makes an appearance, uh, and that's (laughs) always a good time. Uh, You've got Mr. Garrison. As Rufio said, you had Chef. Um, So like I said, very similar for a lot of the same reasons. Uh, I was at an 8.2. Okay.
0: Um, that reminds um, me about our officer Barbary. That was one of my favorite moments slash quotes.
2: Yes. I don't know if that'll come up
1: a little bit later. Does anybody have that later?
0: Uh, no, I do not. No, I didn't. That was that was like just one of okay. my others. That was like an honorable when, mention. Yeah, sure. That's
1: when they're out uh, uh, trying Kitchen to catch snowflakes. snowflakes on their tongue, and uh, Cartman's like, "Hey, is it illegal for for Jews to uh, try to catch Christmas snow on their tongue?" And Barbary's like, uh, yeah." or or something like that either. It's way better in the show. Don't listen to me doing it. uh,
0: There was um, a dramatic pause for. Yes. Yes. It was. uh,
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's only Barb Brady can. Right. Um, And I'm, I'm enjoying that too. Going back and seeing how Barb Brady is used and, and just comparing that to a lot of the issues we have now just in the world. And it, it always makes me laugh a little bit more because of that. Um, you guys you guys uh summed it up pretty well, but I came in a lot higher than you on the secondary character scores. Mr. Garrison's presence was like he wasn't in the episode a ton, but he was he was a big force like in in you know with with the argument with Kyle's mom and uh, uh when when Cartman's singing Kyle's mom's a bitch, and all the kids are clapping along and they show Garrison and he's standing there clapping along too. I just thought that was the funniest thing ever. Um, we did see the mayor in there. I can't remember if anybody mentioned that. And we also had a brief appearance by Jimbo and Ned, uh, when the mayor's giving her mm, speech yep. and they're like, Oh, let's abolish this. And let's get rid of this. And Jimbo's like, yeah. And if you don't like your, your flap on your coffee lid or something like that, he just says this really random thing and everybody pauses for a little bit and they're
2: like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
1: yep, so, yep that was another nice use of uh the secondary characters there uh kyle's dad has a small appearance there where he's giving kyle a big lecture about uh, uh the whole mr hanky thing and then uh when kyle basically you know smears mr hanky all over the bathroom kyle's dad goes off on him there too but um the core well, of my poor score... mother
0: has to clean this up
1: yeah yeah <laughs> right what? right it, yeah you hear her in the bath back background freaking out yeah um but the core of my score comes from Mr. Hankey. Um, you know, I always say it comes down to nostalgia for me. He's a big part of South Park um, history, and Mr. Mackey, like I said, probably my favorite secondary character in the whole show. Uh, so I came in with a
0: nine point six. Whoa, dude! You did say it was your highest scored episode. Yep.
1: Yeah, and I think I think in terms of character score overall, it is my highest scoring episode by 0. .5. Because hmm. I come in at an even 20, and my highest before that was a 19.5.
0: All you ever do is talk about your balls.
1: So, um, anything else we want to say about the characters before we move on?
0: I'm good.
2: I don't believe so. Fine!
0: Fine! Fine! Fine.
1: Fine. Okay, so that brings us to our episode score. Um, as always, we're halfway through the episode, and I forget to remind people of our scoring system. <laughs> uh For our episode score, we look at three main categories first that are five-point categories. We talk about relevance, irreverence, and laugh score. And then we get to a seven-point personal score where we just kind of sum up our overall feelings into one score that becomes part of the bigger score. And then our one-point South Park factor that is kind of like the extra point of everything. Um, It has to be a really bad episode to not get that. Um, So anyway, I'll kick off here with relevance uh for the relevance of this episode i came in with a 4.8 total wow um i was gonna say it might seem a little high but i mean you got to think of everything they're going after here and the big thing with me was cancel culture what is the biggest thing we're dealing with in, in society right now cancel culture everybody wants everything canceled and that's basically what this whole episode was built around right and if you look at um you know just what we're what we're dealing with now in the world and the way the episode was was structured they didn't go after just one group they kind of went after everybody um and i felt like that was particularly relevant especially being a, a show in their first season you know episode nine and once again, they're not holding anything back. They're just diving right in and going for it. Um, so, as I said, a
2: 4.8 was my relevance score here. Hmm. What do you think, Matt? So, same reasoning, uh, just a little bit lower of a score. Um, obviously, we, we see uh, the whole getting offended by others' beliefs. Um and whatnot, and, and they definitely hit hit all of that hard with the cancel culture. And if uh, if you don't agree with something, you want it gone. Um, so I came in at a 4.2 here for pretty much the same reasons, just a little bit lower.
1: All right. The way you reacted when I first said my score, I thought you were going to come in with like a 0.5 again or something. <laughs> no. Okay, that makes me feel better to know that you're at a 4.2. Uh, Rufio, what do you think?
0: Same. Um, it's the it's an episode mocking intolerance and how people um handle think it or how people think it's the right way to handle their intolerance um and then on top of that um equity in intolerance if you don't like that and I don't like this then they should they should both get be be gone and and get cancelled out and um my my relevance my my relevance score wasn't as high as as yours um but same uh, same reasoning. it just uh, because of the difference in time periods, uh, just between nineteen ninety seven and now, and how it was interpreted then versus how it's interpreted now is just mm-hmm. a little bit different because uh, in today's digital age, where we have the uh, where we have access of. of Contributing to cancel culture at the tip of our fingers, um, versus back in 1997 when we were <laughs> really—it was really just like writing letters to stores saying we don't want uh, "Merry Christmas" up on 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 your billboards and banners. We just want a Happy Holidays, and and where right. that kind of stemmed from. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and Matt and Trey take that and spin it into well if you can't have this or you don't like this then you don't like that and then if he doesn't like that and she doesn't like that and then just kind of snowball that snowball effect mm-hmm. um so as uh because of the relevance and just how it was initially interpreted versus you uh, know i don't want to say stretch to to fit modern day um society uh i give it an even four all right
1: um yeah i think you bring up a lot of good points there the it doesn't necessarily hit on the same issues we're dealing with now, but just the fact that it, it's still as much of an issue, even with different items, different different subjects, you know, is, is pretty telling. You know, a lot of times we think of things over the last 23 years and we think we've changed a lot. And then you look at something like that and it's like, oh, yeah, this was still an issue back then. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we're still I, jerks. Yeah, yeah, everybody still sucks. Don't worry, um, <laughs> but yeah, all all the way around the the board there, we all had high scores. Um, so then we go to irreverence, and just to remind everybody, that's just your general disrespect towards everything. Um, I came in with another high score here. You know, you you've got uh, a lot of a lot of things making fun of Christmas. You've got a lot of things poking fun at religion in general. Like I said earlier, a lot of different religions being offended here um the very beginning they open up mocking uh, the nativity and the birth of jesus um and it just you know the whole episode goes from there um so because of all that i came in again with a 4.8
2: matt my goodness you are uh yeah you liked (laughs) this one huh I, i said it was one of my highest scoring episodes it checked a lot of the boxes okay um well, I mean, I there's nothing much to argue here. I mean, I agree with you. Um, again, I just, I don't know. I don't know why, but it's just not as high on it, I guess. Um, but, I mean, you pretty much hit it all on the head. So, I had a, I had a four here. Okay. And, and I'll go ahead and say before we get to Rufio, the biggest reason I came in high here
1: in both of these categories is because religion is a big deal to a lot of people and if you want to offend somebody quickly talk about religion
2: oh yeah i mean it's how (laughs) most wars start it's how people get offended Uh, the easiest i mean yeah absolutely yep and i mean especially
1: you know rufio you can maybe attest this a little bit um 1997 people were probably more likely to be offended or maybe take their their rage a little bit further you know with with something like that than they would now what do you think rufio
0: yeah, and I think in a lot of ways, you're really right in in that uh, respect. Um, my reverence score is also pretty high, uh, and, then, and again, it was based on uh, religion being a huge part of it. Um, you know, for it just to be like you said earlier in the show, for this for organized religion basically to be replaced with a piece of crap. <laughs> um just um, in itself, you know <clears throat> and if there's the you know the two things that you know you don't talk about to, so at the dinner table politics and religion right and so for me um, my reverence scores is high because it I feel like it offended in a direct and an indirect way Um even when Kyle's talking with Mr. Mackey and and Mr. Mackey like asks him and, um, you're, you're Jewish, right, Kyle? And he goes, not on purpose. Like,
1: yeah, (laughs) like very very subtle, but at the same time. Yeah. And, and, and
0: that just shows a lack of respect for, you know, people of, of any kind of organized religion, just to kind of be able to show a character, just kind of shove off his religion like that. Um, uh, my, my reverend score came in at a 4.7.
1: I like the fact that uh, you know we're all in a, a similar area here. We've not had a, a ton of disagreement here but I'll, I don't know maybe maybe it's better pot if we disagree more. We'll have to work on that. Um, laugh score also out of five points here. Um, I laughed a lot throughout the episode. I mean there were times I didn't laugh but then I realized you know I know I laughed at this. Years ago, um, I didn't really laugh at Kyle's mom's a bitch because I've heard it, sung it, like I said, a thousand times. Um, I didn't really laugh at you know the the Jew on Christmas song because I've heard it a hundred times. I listen to it every year in December, probably multiple times. But there's still funny things there, so I gave a little extra credit for that as well. Um, and and kind of as you guys said too, the the ridiculousness of of a a piece of poo becoming a a Christmas type figure that uh, um, everybody looks up to and it's it's just a, a lot of ridiculous things and then you know you add in um, we've referenced the discussion with Mr. Mackey and Kyle several times it's, it's all very funny and, and I'm sure we'll get into some of that when we get into uh, our favorite moments and favorite quotes but I came in with a laugh score of 4.7
2: Matt? Okay, I was uh, pretty close. Um, unlike, I mean, so Kyle's Kyle's mom's a bitch. Absolutely had me rolling. Um, you had Kyle's lonely Jew song. You had Chef's song. It's like the like you said at towards the beginning of the of this episode. Um, Matt and Trey definitely. Definitely showed off some uh, musical abilities in this episode. And not only that, but their ability to mix comedy with music. Um, And it was hilarious. They nailed it. Um, So for that, I laughed a good amount. I give it a 4.2. Okay.
0: Rufio? I guess I just don't laugh much. Um, My (laughs) laugh score is lower. I found myself chuckling a lot and, you know, enjoying and being entertained, but I didn't find myself laughing um, mm-hmm. a whole lot. Um, so as far as laugh score goes, it, it's not as high as, as yours, uh, as either of yours, uh, but it's still, it's still up there. Um, I gave, uh, for me, my laugh score was a 3.9.
1: I think that's, that's a good spot. And I, I think, you know, like I said, for me, there was some stuff I, I maybe necessarily didn't laugh at when I watched it this time through because I'd seen it or I was familiar with it. But at the same time, I knew it was stuff that had made me laugh and has made me laugh over the years. So I tried to factor that in, too. Because um, I know the first time... I watched this one, I think, three times. The first time I watched it, um, I, I didn't laugh out loud a lot. But at the same time as I was going through it, you know, there's a lot of that uh, nostalgia factor there. And you go back and watch it a time or two, you know, you miss things and little things you pick up on. So, um, But once again, we're all kind of in that, that same area there. Um, personal score. Just kind of our, our overall feelings if it, if it had a, a personal connection with us. You know, in our case as Rufio this is something that maybe there's things from this episode that have stuck with us over the years or, or uh, something like that. Um, and this, this episode was just filled with stuff like that. Um, so I came in, and, and the only reason I didn't go for almost like a near-perfect score here is because when I think of Mr. Hanky, this isn't the episode I think of. There's other episodes I think of first. Um, but it still got a, a fairly high score, and that's why I gave it a
2: 6.2. Matt? Okay. Uh, I really thought you were going to be higher than that based on your other scores. Me too.
1: I know, and that's like I said. The biggest thing was it's when I think of Mister Hanky, it's not this episode. It's one that comes up later. I think of first. Gotcha.
2: Um, but yeah, overall, I gave this one a six. Um, it made me laugh. It had a lot of relevance and irreverence. Um, I really thought. I really, I, I really, really, really enjoyed Kyle finally, kind of. I would say coming out of his shell and and really taking a main role. It was really enjoyable to me um so yeah i had a six for the personal
0: score my personal score was um i guess way higher and i'm I, i'm trying to think of why um it's so different than both of yours um my personal score um was really high it was almost a perfect score uh and I think the reason why is because there were so many factors, um, that I enjoy about South Park as a series that happened in this single episode, um, and the only reason why it wasn't a perfect score was, I think it would have been a perfect score if my laugh score was higher, um, but just all the secondary characters and all the musical numbers, um, the iconic musical numbers, how irreverent the episode really was, um, and I—I th- I think this is one of the first episodes um, that I had—I had ever seen um, the first time uh, I was exposed to South Park. I gave uh, this episode my my personal score for this episode uh, is a six point eight.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't think uh, you're wrong to be, you know, that high on it. Like I said, I had, I had my own little personal issues, which personal score, so I'd be the place to put it. Um, but yeah, uh, there's there's so much about that episode that that can stick in your mind and is something that's, uh, uh, you know, it's it's South Park when you think of it, which kind of leads to our next um, area here, the South Park factor
2: and Drew um, I'm going to cut you off cuz I don't okay. I don't want to play uh, spoiler here but uh-huh. uh, it's very likely we got a new king on the way after this round after this score here
1: oh I 100% think so it's uh it's going to be close or is it just
2: is it there it's uh as long as one of us gives it a, the south park factor we have a new king
1: ooh
2: okay well, let's go
1: ahead and do this as a group think here. here. Um, is anybody not give it the South Park factor? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's across the board. It's it's the extra point. It's the easiest point to get. In fact, there's only one time it hasn't been awarded in podcast history because Matt's a dick. Um, <laughs> You're right. I am. <laughs> he could still go back and change it. <laughs> right, right. If he really wanted to, but I think I think he was justified. Um, so. While we want to tease our score a little bit here, let's not give it away yet. Let's talk about our favorite moment okay. and our favorite quote. And because we are such gracious hosts, Matt, let's let Rufio give his moment first.
0: Well, my favorite moment was the Mr. Hanky board game commercial.
1: <laughs> that- yes, and that's, that's something that's that's it's subtle, but it's not because it's obviously different from the animation but it's it was easy for me to forget because until you just said that I forgot that was even part of the show.
0: That was that was my favorite moment because it just comes out of nowhere and it's just so ridiculous and the way that they got the actors to portray it and then at the very end they are like <laughs> where did, where did it go and then you just see <laughs> like the baby ate it and they just laugh <laughs> about it and it's like it's I, that was my favorite moment. It was, it was a moment that was completely unnecessary in every single way, but still added. That was one of the few times that I actually laughed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, as a parent, you look at that and think that would be absolutely horrifying, but at the same time, it's absolutely That might've had something
0: to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Um, okay. Matt, what was your favorite moment?
0: Kyle's
2: mom's a bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Has to be
2: right. Right. I, you don't have another option.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, kind of like we talked about here. I said I went went a little off the uh, the path here, just because I figured that would be where you would go. Because I know I know your Cartman feelings. So I kind um, I kind of like him, just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> um, there's a whole other thing we can go to there, and I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> um so i chose my favorite moment as the uh offensive word experiment that they're doing uh they've got Mm. like the guy in the science laboratory he's got all these people sitting down with like these things on their head and it's like monitoring their brain and he just says words to find out if they find them offensive or not and he starts off with like christ and like one or two people's things light up and then he says something like chair and nothing happens and and then he says "camel" and like two people, like they get offended, <laughs> and it, it was just kind of a a funny funny thing to me. So, um, how about quote?
0: I have what a was side your- note about um, sure about Kyle's mom's a bitch. So, those of you that don't know me, which is like everybody, um, <laughs> I'm I'm really into music in a in a professional way. Um, uh, one of the things that I do is I'm a choir director. And so one of the things that stuck out to me in the episode was when Carmen says, how about we sing Kyle's mom's a bitch in D minor. And f- of course, because of my music nerd brain at no point in the song, was there a D minor <laughs> chord.
1: Oh, man. So I've wondered about that for years, because you always hear, that's how, always how he says it, like on CDs and stuff, too, where the song's played as in D minor. And so you're telling me that, that a real musical breakdown here, there's no D minor at all.
0: No, there is no D minor in the entire song.
1: Wow. Today I learned. This is groundbreaking.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right, Matt, what's your favorite quote? Um, well, if you didn't know, Newsflash, I'm a Cartman fan. <laughs> um, and it's gotta be. I'm not fat. I'm festively plump. <laughs> oh, not where I thought you were going with that, but an absolute I know classic. It's not where you thought I was going. I'm not
0: it. fat. Wow. I'm festively plump.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a classic too. I I've said that for years. Um,
2: that's oh, it's yeah. Yeah, that's, that's I a mean, uh, I'm definitely. Uh, I mean, I'm a larger guy and, uh, it's definitely a quote I'm going to use from now on
1: (laughs) and we're coming up on the holiday soon. So it's going to be, it's going to be right there. Exactly. I'll have the, I'll have it ready to go. Nice. Uh, what about you, Rufio?
0: Mine was the Cartman quote that you are thinking of. Um, (laughs) it's when they're at the bus stop waiting, waiting and, um, they're talking about, like, <laughs> snooping around, sneaking around the parents' closets to see what they're getting. I'm getting that John Elway football. And Carmen goes, yeah, well, I sneaked around my mom's closet last night, too, and saw what I'm getting. The Ultra Vibe Pleasure 2000. And Stan goes, what's that? And he goes, and Carmen says, I don't know, but it sounds pretty sweet.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, that was definitely one of the times within the episode that I i laughed out loud because it was it's so ridiculous
2: <laughs> um, it's funny
1: so because i i expected cartman to be popular here i went uh with my other favorite character here mr Mackey. uh when he's having his his conversation with with kyle he tells him you're nuttier than chinese chicken salad okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're one screwed up little kid <laughs> it, it just it's it's so good um I love Mr. Mackey. And the you, way he says it, you this have is delivering. You yeah. have to make sure, yes.
2: uh, and you did, uh, but you definitely have to make sure you have to have the m'kay in there. Okay. oh yeah, uh,
1: definitely. Um, there. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, I
2: My mind just went blank, but I had something to add to that. But you know what? I'll think of it later. Um, um, I do think that we have to have an honorable mention here. Um, go for because it. Because it just deserves it uh, with this episode. And it's got to be... Howdy ho! <laughs> I, I assumed that would be the low-hanging fruit if anybody
1: wanted to take it, but I don't think anybody did, or nobody did, obviously. But absolutely, yeah, definitely I deserves
2: uh, an honorable mention at yeah, the very least. I, yes. I kind of figured that nobody would pick it as the as their quote, um, so I I made sure to put it down as a note that uh, it got well, thrown in there.
1: Well done, definitely.
2: Um,
1: okay, so. Last thing I'm going to throw in there, talking about Mr. Mackey and his speech there. Um, at some point, he he tells Kyle that he's been uh, playing with Mookie Stinks, <laughs> and I had to I had to pause for a little bit and go Mookie Stinks, and I rewound it and turned on the subtitles. And, Mookie Stinks, not not Monkey Stinks. Mookie, I don't know what it means, but I'm totally using it with my kids from now on. Um, <laughs> The, the other thing I was going to say is when I turned on subtitles, I noticed it uh, It doesn't say, okay, for Mr. Mackey. It just says, okay. And I'm like, you're you're taking away so much from the show by doing that. Totally butchering uh, it. Oh, absolutely. The uh, the subtitle people on the DVDs need to uh, be reprimanded severely.
0: Maybe that's just a season one thing. Maybe they get their act together.
1: I, I hope so. I hope so. Because yeah, uh, I'm yeah. not going to be able to deal with
2: that.
0: Yeah, or just I'm because sure. it was the first episode, so they didn't know what to do.
2: <laughs> that's very possible. And I'm sure the I'm sure that those guys who did it way back in 1997 uh really <laughs> care what we think here in 2020.
1: Well, they they should be reprimanded if they're still alive. Let's go with that. <laughs> um ouch. Um so I think it's time to look at our scores. Um have you updated the spreadsheet, Matt?
2: Um I haven't gotten to updating the spreadsheet, uh but I kind of hinted at it. You did. uh, We've got a new top dog in the building.
1: What is the overall here? We've got a 39.4 composite. Let's go over the individuals here first. Um, Matt and Rufio came in really close to each other. Uh, Matt had the low score with a 37.3. Rufio came in with a 37.4. I came in with my highest episode to date with a forty-one point five.
2: I'm not sure there. That might be our highest score ever. That is the highest individual score so far.
0: Ooh!
2: Um, I broke your record, Matt. That uh, my thirty-seven point three is my third highest score by a mere six. Po- or I'm sorry, by a mere point six points. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's gonna push Volcano down to second, uh, Death down to third, Carp Needs Anal Pro down to fourth, and so on.
1: Um, so yeah, the composite score for the episode is 39.4, and that gives us a new leader by 0.6. Um, final kind of wrap up here. What do you? How do you guys feel about that? Do you think that's the right place for it? Definitely. Definitely. You think that's the best one of the the season so far?
0: Yeah, I think so. It had and not just from a nostalgic standpoint, but there were mm-hmm. so it, there were South Park factors. It wasn't just that it covered the basis of like oh yeah, it was definitely an episode of South Park where it just made fun of this or this like there was I uh, loved how uh, we got to see um, more musical numbers by more characters. We got to see the reverence be so um, so highly scored and deservedly so, and also j- just all the subtle things that that were written in or placed in. Um, none of it took away from the episode. Everything kind of kept the ep- I I finished watching the episode and it felt like I had watched the episode in five minutes. Um it just yeah. kept moving and it was it was fun to watch. It was entertaining. Um I at no point did I say like, oh this is kind of dragging or I didn't like this part. Or it it for me, you know, if you I know, if it was like a one out of ten, I'd probably give it like a nine and a half.
1: Yeah. I the big thing for me is and i've i mean i've already got my phone out taking notes anyway because that's where i put my notes but if i'm checking something else on my phone while i'm watching that tells me it's kind of losing me a little bit um at no point in any of the times i was watching this did i do that you know it it had my interest kind of like you were saying uh the whole time there was a lot uh going on there was there was uh just multiple layers and a lot of subtle things to it and uh I think to this point it's it's worthy of being the number one overall episode. Um, I think it's it should be close to volcano, which was our, our previous number one and it is, and now I'm I'm interested to see what it's gonna take to knock it off the
2: perch at the top. Matt, what are your thoughts? Um yeah, I mean I I think it deserves to be be at least close to where it's at. Um Obviously, based on my personal scores, I didn't think it was the best episode so far. Um, but, I mean, it was definitely up there, and my score reflected it. Um, I mean, like I said, it's my my third highest score. Um, that said, it was still below a 40 for me. Um, so, I think it deserves to be yeah. up there. Um, but, personally, um, probably not uh, first, but I can absolutely see um, what kind of... Aspects of the of this episode would would uh, cause it to be put up there.
1: Yeah, I, I look at our two scores and I think I think the nostalgia factor is the difference. Um, maybe not quite four points worth of difference because I mean you and Rufio were close um, were close in your scores there, and he, he had a lot of that nostalgia I was dealing with too. Um, but I I think it's it's the right place for it to be. Um, maybe it should be a little bit closer to Volcano score-wise. Not that it's that far ahead, but um, it definitely deserves to be in the top. And then I'll go back to kind of what I said in my blog preview, just that it was such a highly rated episode for the year. And I think I think that says a lot. So, um, last chance before we close the book up on it. Anything else you would like to say?
2: I do not have
0: anything. I'm all good.
2: Okay.
1: Um, so, as always, I want to take a little time here to thank everybody for listening to the show. Um, we talked a little bit about some of the people uh, we had listening, maybe from all over the world, or maybe, uh, you know, sending their signals somewhere else. But I know there's a lot of people that we know who uh, who are listening and take time to uh, take part in this. And, and uh, we appreciate it. We're, we're working on building something here, and your feedback's always welcome. We'll do the best we can to... Uh, make this the best thing we can. So um, if you would like to interact with us, obviously our blog can be found at www.thespiritofsouthpark.com. You can find us on Twitter at The S-O-S-P. And Matt, as always, because I'm bad at it, why don't you talk about our Discord? (laughs)
2: Um, Yeah, so uh, Discord, for those of you who don't know, uh, it's basically... Um, I mean you set up a a server with chat rooms is the easiest way to describe it Um, we just kind of use that to uh, post memes uh, talk about South Park uh, and really talk about anything else that people want to talk about too Um, so you can find that um, on our Twitter I'm going to put a link out there when we post this episode again Um, and if you have any trouble finding it feel free to send us a message on Twitter um, and we'll uh, I'll help you out with getting in there for sure
1: and slowly but surely it's something that's building i think uh it's got some potential and we'll get there uh eventually and like i've said the first season of everything sucks we're still finding our footing um and we'll we'll keep building this thing so uh i want to say thank you again to our guest rufio thanks for coming on and joining us thanks for um, is having there anything me. else anything else you want to say anything you want to plug before you leave
0: no it's, this was fun um I'm on Twitch, but if you want to find me, you're gonna to have to go through Matt's Twitch, and I'm usually in there, so I'll meet you in there.
1: Yeah, you won't uh, you won't see him until FIFA 21 comes out. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, and I'm, I'm sure we'll have you back. Uh, like like we've said, we want to keep this as an interactive thing, and, and it's nice to have a third voice on here with us. So, uh, you know, thank you for your participation in the show and uh, everything My pleasure. you've done to kind of help us out here. So, um, Matt.
2: Anything you need to say before we go? I um, nope. I think that's it for this one. Like uh, right. like you said, we we appreciate you guys. We're trying to trying to get something built here. We're we're still kind of finding our footing and and working out the the little kinks as they as they come along. And we definitely plan on I mean putting some time in to really really get the quality of this thing built out to a point uh, point where we want it because um, it's it's definitely not to Uh, exactly where we want to be but uh, we definitely plan on on putting in the time and and effort into getting it there
1: absolutely
2: Um, and so lastly I'm going to say thanks to our
1: editor Matt Caruso and shout out to um, Alexander Nakarada for the theme song that you heard here at the beginning and you'll hear probably playing me out right now Um, but anyway thank you to those guys and for our guest Rufio, for my co-host Matt and for myself Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, Stay safe, stay healthy, and be a good person. We'll see you next
2: time.